What's happening, you filthy casuals? Back at it again, the Casual Couch Podcast with Sam Vickery and Gary Friel. I said your name first that time. Look at me, I'm evolving. Well, I'm becoming a better, a better host of this. You're just the co-host. I mean, that's how this works, right? Is that that's why I'm wearing a like, fleece. So don't worry about it. Because <laughs> those connected. Is there a connection between the two? It's because cause... I'm more the intellect. Do you know what I mean? I'm the guy who's on the side <laughs> giving real opinions, and you're just there, kind of like, oh, I'm the personality. That, yeah, whatever. Just because with your jazzy just because your eye... that you fucking put on for this episode, get the fuck. Just out because of your eyes don't work that well doesn't mean you're more intelligent. <laughs> Putting on glasses doesn't make you the smart one. They work fine with the glasses. It doesn't know what you're talking about. Without me to be. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I know what I need. All right. And I need corrective no, lenses. So, something I think is really funny, actually, is I'm pretty sure the connection stopped just when you took those glasses off. So it's going to be like you take them off and it doesn't even work anymore. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's going to so, be fine. Yeah. It's, it's going to look even better because it's going to look so angry about your comments that it just froze for a second. <laughs> but who cares? Why did you say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we're back. We're in. We're fine. We're back. Back again. Again, definitely we're going to record this Sunday. Didn't record it Sunday. Get blame over Gary. it. Get off our fucking backs. Yeah, it's, not, it's not... We're, we're both equally taking the blame on this Hashtag one. Hashtag blame we're both, we're both to blame. It's nothing to do with me. It's I'm a timekeeper and I'm a budget, budget management. Yeah, okay. Sam Sam costs a fucking fortune to get on this. Uh, Send him my Greg's every day. If it's, a, if it's a Sunday, I need double pay as well. I'm not fucking around. I need two Greggs. Two sausage rolls? Listen, from Greggs, what's that? 50p? I mean, fuck uh, me. I, you can afford it, you it's bastard. Exact, it's like exactly a quid for a sausage roll, I think. So two quid, that's four times the amount you predicted. This is why I'm in charge of the budget of the Casual Couch podcast. But what's the inflation for Scotland to England? I don't know. Uh, we, tend to, we tend to inflate quite a lot up here compared to down in England, so... <sighs> Very big inflation. Well, I mean, physically, yes. <laughs> you do play a lot. Yeah, we, yeah. we are not all about this two sausage roll life. That's... We are definitely hammering home with I mean, the, the multiple of them. Heart disease is definitely the number one killer in Scotland, right? And particularly in Glasgow, yeah. it's got to be. We stab each other a lot as well. Yeah, I mean, that's usually over skag, though, isn't it? That's sort of, you know, oh, you or a my Greg's. heroin, you fucking busted, and then, you know, it all kicks up. You took the last hot sausage roll that was on the aisle. Sometimes Me you and you to. outside machetes at dawn listen no one's taking that last sausage roll from me all right it's mine. what is it with greg's right this is the most mma topic that i've ever spoken okay, about yeah. what is this concept of greg's where they they have cold shit out Wh- who wants that listen who goes up to them and goes can i get a sausage roll uh, and they're like yeah we've decided with these ones are cold yeah we're just going to put these on the side so they go really lukewarm why best. don't you have a heater why isn't that little thing just heated a bit sorted i'll tell you why gary because they're cheap <laughs> they're not, they're not they, gonna. They they're not gonna pay to it. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a flying when, uh, shit. They want you to just speaking, die of food poisoning. <laughs> speaking of Greg's, I uh, was going to get a Greg's yesterday, and they've done something with the Greg's where you can't go in. It's like a little like tuck shop right, on okay, the yeah. the door, so they put like all the the desks up in front of the door, so you can't go in. But no one was manning it at the time I walked by. And I don't know, I'm really socially awkward. I don't uh, like situations that I don't understand. Uh, so I was just like, do I, do I go to you? Do I not? So safe to say I didn't go. I just all, left that, pretended I didn't. The good thing is, though, Gary, that during these times, COVID times, it's the first time ever you can be socially awkward and no one cares. Because they're like, oh, well, don't worry, no one knows. Yeah, I was protecting you, okay? Yeah. That's why I was so sure. And they're not protecting you, are they? I mean, if Greg's has never <laughs> protected anyone, <laughs> what other shit, first of all. It's going to kill you as soon as you eat it. Secondly, have you seen the people that go in normally? I mean, fucking hell. There's disease after disease that you're going to pick up when you walk into a Greg's. But we'll get off that because it makes me sound a bad person. Allegedly. 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 That you'll get a disease in Greg's. Well, We're not saying Greg's. If you want to sponsor the podcast, we will take that in sausage rolls. 100%. But what I would say is, it. and this may shock you, me being a fat man, I haven't been in a Greg's for over a year. Overview. I thought that was going to be like in 10 years I haven't been there Greg's no you haven't been able to well, leave your house in a year what I would say is though I used to work in care and the only reason I went in is because my client went in before that I hadn't been for years but it's been <laughs> one time in like five years because it's never that good. it's always a letdown Greg's is always a fucking letdown apart yeah, from the chicken not. bake 
it's always a letdown. Like you said, when they I'm bring a cool. chicken bake out that's cold, get the fuck out of here. I don't want that. Yeah, like, oh, when like, you get a steak bake that's cold and you're like, oh, cool. So this is just oh, pastry wrapped oh, dog food. Fantastic. Love it's that. Just a stew in the pastry that's cold. Yeah. Mm. Who, like, why <laughs> are they cold? What? What's the, I don't know, Greg's, Listen. me and you, in the cage, let's sort it. What, who, what do you mean? So, all of the employees from Greg's? Or? Yeah, I'll take all of them. Uh, anyone that you, is pushed out this agenda you know, of cold food. There's going to be one double hard bastard that works there. There's always one. Yeah, and but, he will take you yeah, out. Yeah, but we don't, we don't have a lot of people watching the podcast. I think we're fine. <laughs> We've got a few. We've got a few. And that's all we need, Gary. We they probably all go to Greg's as well. So, well, I would assume so. People who are sitting down watching this, 100% of people have got nothing else to do all day. So they will be... We are, we are your people. They'll be delivering a Greg's, let's face it, right now as we speak. But anyway, Gary, we should probably talk so, about the, the fighting that happened. Yeah. I guess we have to. I was I wanted to call this the Greg's Couch Podcast. It didn't like it, wanted to talk about MMA. Well, yeah, I mean, that is the only thing that we sort of know because we're a nerdy pair of bellers. <laughs> so well, I'm very happy to talk about this card because I am the champion of the card victorious everybody bask in the glory that is gary because i smashed them blew them out the water easiest picks of all time well i mean it's one all who cares you know and what i would say is what so when you won you got to brag about it make a big scene but when i do it doesn't matter the lesson i'll tell you why i'll tell you why gary because you love ksw all right and I beat you at your own game. It's as simple as that. So it's because it's because I was distracted by the guy that's the bigger one, all the muscles. Let's go with that guy. Yep. Nope. Didn't do yeah, that. You know, do strategy, that. my knowledge, experience, and yeah. I like. What do you think of the main card, anyways? Because I actually thought this was a fairly bagging main card. I mean, it was. Uh, it was okay. I'm just going back to it. So the it was. Uh, oh, Darius Ferreira was a great fight. Uh, phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal fight. I mean, Why is it with Darius as well? It just looks like he doesn't want to be in there. As if he's like gassed in three seconds and know, wants to get the cage immediately. Stay, but he stays but the pace, right? It's insane. He's not. No. He's not gassed, but he looks gassed. And it looks like he doesn't want to be there. But he clearly does want to be there because he's just walking forward, punching and getting punched. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a split decision as well, wasn't it? And I'm a bit... Uh, I'm, I'm not too sure about that. I think it was... Yeah, I thought it was kind of yeah. fairly clearly Darius myself. Yeah, I mean, um, whoever scored it for Ferreira, was it the second they scored for it? I don't know, but it's... Whatever it's say. But either way, great fight. Two guys that are well matched up. Uh, Darius, the, the deserved really? winner. Um, he's now in the top 10. I'd like to see him go up. Maybe a Did they go up in the top 10? Yeah, yeah. So, so Ferreira football, was 10. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to take over Freire, surely. I mean, I haven't seen yeah, the rankings go up, so. but I would assume now he's top 10. And in that division, fuck me, the, the, there's a lot of fights for him. I'm not oh, sure yeah, he can beat crazy. top five, if I'm perfectly honest. I'm not on that. But he's definitely got a lot of good fights going on in that top 10. I just, I don't know, you know, if he can really yeah. go to the upper echelons. But what a fucking division. I mean, that guy's 10, yeah. right? So we're looking at a skilled all-rounder there who's fucking with knockout power, great wrestling... And he's 10. And he's 10. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that shows the depth of that division. Um, Ferreira, no shame in his loss, though, either. That's another thing you've got to say about him. He tried as well the whole time. It was just a case of when you fight someone like Darius, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Take a step back. Let's think just, about just what we're going to do next, mate. <laughs> yeah, just, just give me a minute <laughs> for fuck's sake. But... We're supposed to stop and go like, oh, which punch are we going to throw at Darius? He's just like, nah, I'll throw all of them. Darius doesn't give, a, the he doesn't give a fuck. He's just doing whatever comes. And that's another thing about him. He's a guy that he can change on the fly right so during his fights he doesn't give a fuck he's just gonna he's gonna go with whatever happens he's that well-rounded um and then so the next fight that we all thought was gonna be a banger um pantoja versus cape or cap or who the fuck oh yeah i want to point this out you made such a big fucking deal you said i'm producing it so britishly and stuff like that because you called it cape i was calling it cape i'm pretty sure what was it again i think it's just cap uh, oh, Cap, yeah. So I was calling them Cape. You were calling them Cappy. You made a big point. You shamed me in front of everybody, and you were wrong. What I would say is, though, and I stand by this, <laughs> Americans were pronouncing it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, no, that's definitely. So but... we'll, we'll back off until we hear the actual pronunciation, all right? So, Manuel Cap, get in the podcast, say how you say your name, and then you can bust again. But, um, Just one word. But, I mean, that wasn't... It was a good fight, right? Technically, it was a good fight. But would I pay to watch that again? No. 
Pantoja won fair and square, I thought. I thought there was no question about that. Uh, definitely three yeah. more, definitely hit more. But Cappy just, or oh, Capel, fuck it, Cap. Just don't really do it, yeah. I'm just call it him just kind of, it kind of stood, didn't it? It didn't really do it so much and, and didn't really thing, push it. The thing that really got me, Gary, is he was being cocky and flashy and he wasn't winning. What yeah. are you doing? You're no longer in rising. That kind of... <laughs> Get over it. You're not... That kind of concept that, like, oh, I'm still going to going to try and make some headlines even if I'm losing it's like that's only going to work if you do something fucking crazy like you go for a rainbow kick or some shit if you're just standard flashy then it's like you're losing though like it was the but yeah it was it wasn't a, a brilliant performance from him actually before I know I picked Cap in the last one as soon as I'd picked him I was thinking to myself that's a that's a you terrible what? pick he has I changed obviously mid-podcast yeah, I changed so I actually done pretty well betting in this card and Pantoja was like one of my first easiest bets to go on just because like when you look through the record as we were saying in the last podcast and you switched them after it uh, clearly Pantoja's fought the better people yeah. more experienced has a bit more because he can strike and go to the ground so he's got he's got a lot more about him and yeah not not the the barn burner performance no. I can't I'm sure he was expecting I wish kick off. I wish Cap had kind of turned it up a bit as well because if he had I think we would have seen a real yeah. a real barn burner of a fight he just seemed to be in second gear the whole time he didn't really seem to get it going it was weird but maybe we'll see more and then another note I've got to put on him is yeah. the disrespect he showed after the fight I mean you've but lost again, I remember it I remember that. So I can't remember what actually happened. So he was just uh, Pantoja went over to say, you know, thanks and whatever, and he's just like, nah, fuck off and stuff. Oh, yeah, and yeah. just, do you know what, mate? You're not a superstar. Stop it. You know, you 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 lost yeah. that fight fair and square. You didn't do enough. Learn from it. Give respect to Pantoja. You may do it again down the line. You know, it's one of those things. It's you may have to cross paths again. Give respect to a guy that's fucking just beating you handily, and live with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he didn't. It's do- one of the things as well. I thought myself, uh, what was the card again? There was a card, the uh, it was something on the, the Golden Cage card that happened where uh, after uh, the guy won by guillotine, he kept the guillotine oh. on for like a second or two and then kicked him off. And like a bit of me goes at sometimes like, oh, I suppose I don't really know the emotions and shit like that when you're doing that. So like, I guess you think that. But then what I think to myself is no one else is doing that no. though. And they're all fucking professional fighters. So, like, if you're the only one that's doing shit, that's obviously I'm not including, like, keeping this submission on. That's a different level. But even, say, like, Cap, no one else is storming out there going, like, get the fuck away from me and shit like that. So, like, if no one else is, I get it. I don't necessarily have that experience to go, like, oh, I know what I have. I've got battled in the ring, but still. uh, I don't have that experience of going, like, Oh, you don't know what the emotions are like that moment. True, but if no one else is fucking doing it, then they do have that experience. And and I think that golden cage one was about like the you know the fifth fight on the card. You know, I mean, come yeah. on, mate, you, you're not a star. You're not. Then you're two and zero. To be fair, he did immediately apologize after it and shit. He obviously got caught up. It's a big mistake to make, but like still, at least, still, you know what you're doing. It's a it's a shit mistake, but yeah. like yeah, it's as it's, it's not exactly like. It's different if you got like a history of it, something like Paul Harris oh, snapping yeah. knees left and right. What and a shit. wanker! He made a mistake that time. As far as MMA goes, you can definitely say there's worse mistakes that could happen. There are, but you know, it's just it is a dangerous sport. And fucking hell, come on, yeah. don't be such a cunt. Um, just show a bit of respect. Let make sure your opponent doesn't take any more damage than he has to. He clearly tapped. He wanted it out. You're a fucking asshole. Plain and simple. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll move on from that because fuck me. What else can we say? It wasn't a great fight. Yeah. Fuck it. And then they the you know the golden cage one. We don't really need to talk about that in depth, do we? It wasn't fucking it wasn't it was pretty straightforward yeah. fight and all that stuff and everything. And uh, next fight, I actually thought this fight was fucking awesome. It was good. Uh, Clay Guida, Michael Johnson. Yeah. And I know we, we even made a joke about it last time, and I did say I'm a big fan of them, but I don't think I expected it to be like a scrap, you know. I think I expected it to be a little bit like maybe Michael Johnson would land some good punches and Clay Guida would be able to maybe get his grappled on them. We didn't pick this fight because no, it no, was, was uh, Oscar Oscar was originally on the, yeah, the main it. card, so that fight we picked. But uh, yeah, I thought it was fucking awesome. Clay Guida's right hand coming out of nowhere, man. What a fucking Listen, crack he had in that. He's he, he's turned into uh, K1 Guida. I don't know what's turned out, but you know, better uh, late than never, right? 20 years in the game, you finally developed some hands. I mean, I mean, look, this fight... I, I knew it was going to be the result that it was. I, this was a nightmare matchup for Michael Johnson, and I didn't really understand why at this point of his career he would take that fight. It was, 
like you know, it's a guy in similar situation as him, though. You know what I mean? I, At a certain point, you have to go. If you're on that downslide, you have to go. Well, who else am I going to fight other than another motherfucking guy on a downslide? I you know, Chloe Green does only win in a long time as BJ Penn, so like, sort of makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but I do also think that stylistically, if you're trying to save your UFC career, which Michael Johnson is currently doing, he's hanging on by a thread. Uh, I think it's gone now. It's definitely gone. Four fight loads to, yeah. streak. I, I, I don't see him making another run. Bellator, hello. Um, I mean, or PFL, you, but he won't win there. He's even a, I don't even know if he's going to going to get himself into those because I, I, I was a really big fan of him for a while. Everybody that came out of my fighter, I'm just fucking mark for like every single one of them you're like oh I hate that guy in the show he's such a dickhead yeah. then the second they leave the show you start rooting for them every fight you're like I know this guy I know his background Tony Ferguson uh, so was, for me in that oh, what, what a cunt a in the show asshole, man. Uh, and then I was like he, oh he's, what a guy but really behind maybe like Chris Levin and Bobby Southworth from or not Chris Levin uh, oh, George Koscheck yeah. and Bobby Southworth after them Tony Ferguson, probably the biggest dickhead in the history of that show. Like, Junie Browning is 100% the biggest dickhead. I remember the name, but I don't necessarily... Junie Browning was the small blonde guy who started the fight with Ryan Bader. And he was a 145er or 135er. And he tried to start with Ryan Bader. What are you doing? <laughs> He's going Fuck to it, fight. To be fair, though, when you're like fight or some shit like that... No, like, Gary, down... no, Gary, no. When you're a fighter and you're 135, you know... Not to start fighting with Ryan Bader. I guess. Because yeah. he's a... I, well, you didn't know Ryan Bader was Ryan Bader at the time. He might have just been some fucking shit big Listen, guy that you'd battle. That's not the point. Have you seen the fucking <laughs> size of him, Gary? Yeah. I mean, he cuts like 40 thing. pounds to light heavy. He's a big old boy. I'm sure. We'll hit on him later because we've got some, some yeah, shit we, we haven't we'll done. But... Next uh, one. Well, just a little, little, little knockout, Corey Sandhagen. Little knockout. Little... Little knee to the face, 28 seconds. Fucking, ugh, it's heartbreaking as well. It's one of the ones, not a single burst. I don't even know if fucking Sandhagen's corner shield. Everybody just stopped, yeah. like, quiet. It was a nasty knockdown as well. Everybody hates to see Frank Edgar get knocked out, and especially like that. Ugh, I think broke. what it is as well, in that, in that, because it's now no crowds and stuff, I think you just hear it so much. It's not like there's a crowd. Everyone, yeah. Someone was comparing it. They said something about on Twitter how... When it was Masvidal knocking out Askren, the reason why it was celebrated more is because the commentators were mental. No, it isn't. It's because yeah. the atmosphere, people were buzzing, the shit chatting before it, every you know everything that went along with it, and the, the crowd had only just started cheering when that knockout happened. You still had a little bit of time to settle into this. It was, it, I know it's only twenty six seconds, twenty eight seconds. I whatever. still think as well though. Let's just let's say for some reason they were fighting each other, Masvidal and Edgar, and Masvidal did that same thing to Edgar. I'd still say the crowd would be a bit like shit. Yeah. Yeah, just happened to Frankie, you know. Because what I mean? it's like, a cunt, ben right? Askren is Askren, you know. Like, if that happens to him, you're like, you you sort of asked for that throughout yeah. your career, I mean, you know. What I mean, I'm saying Askren's Whereas a cunt, hasn't. but it's in an affectionate way, and he would say he probably is a fucking yeah. know, a cunt if he was here. But so they, the fighters that talk a little bit and shit like that, like when it happens to them and they get knocked out, I bet them has to go like. Oh, all the memes are coming out and shit, but they are also the people that I was getting to like pay my checks by like getting them to hate me. So they tuned in to watch me lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I win, that's put my profile up and shit. So when it actually happens, they have to be like, oh, hands up. Like, yeah, yeah I, I got it. It fucking happened. I eventually it happened. But Frank Eggles never been that guy, never been somebody to really talk like that. Always somebody that everybody liked in the division and stuff. And seeing him get knocked out in 28 seconds, so brutally, like, it's a rough one. And he's been chasing the title again for like 10 years. You know, it's, it's this constant story with Frankie where you think he's going to come back, he's going to be something again. And I, yeah. didn't, I didn't think he won his fight against, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pedro Munoz. Was it Munoz? Before, yeah, before. And I think he lost that fight. And I think. Edgar, if he was smart, he would walk away. He's not, apparently. Um, he's 38. It's hard as well. 38. It's hard as well because he's not... He wouldn't be walking away because he isn't capable of competing. No. Like, for one, take that flying knee. If he took that flying knee back in the day, he didn't always have the best chin as in, like, not being getting hurt and shit like that. He could have still been smart well, listen, back in the day. Obviously, weight class is different than but... Yeah, uh, look, he's still competitive. Edgar's been TKO twice before that in his entire career, right? It's, in, it's, it's so, not that he can take a punch or anything like that. It's that he doesn't quit getting no, 
his, his instinct is to go keep fucking fighting this guy. Whereas most people's instinct is to be like, shit, where am I? What's happening? Am I still alive? Yeah. His is going fucking throw pants, scramble about everywhere. What the fuck is that yeah. instinct? I just think though, uh, what I mean is if he was smart, I mean, there's no need. Yeah. You, you're not going to be champion now, right? You, you've reached that point in your career. It's like Yao Romero a couple of years ago, right? He, he'd fought, is he done this or a year ago, whatever. Where does he go? So Yao goes to Bellator, he gets released as his thing. Now he's going into this tournament that we'll talk about in a bit and whatever. But you're at a crossroads, right, for Frankie Edgar. The UFC are never going to let him go so that he goes and fights somewhere else because he's a UFC legend, Hall of Famer, all this kind of stuff. I'd say he could go. UFC has started to lose a little bit of that sort of thing. They, I think they not with Edgar. I don't other... think. No, I no. think he's too. No, I think he's too protected. I think he's. If you think about it, Edgar was like UFC eighty-seven. <laughs> so yeah. like we're going way back with someone like when Afro started, he was like the guy. You know what I mean? It was around the exact time having Green Maynard were doing their oh, shit. Uh, I don't. I remember may not have been undefeated in the terms of like playing the the undisputed games and shit like that, yeah. but I don't remember like it may not have ever been above Edgar. Edgar was like the king when I started. Like yeah. he was the well, may not he, he was there right in that Ultimate Fighter, didn't he? And Edgar was above yeah. him before that, and Edgar kind of worked his way. He's like known as this grinder, known as the small guy in a, a bigger division. He was just like a, a fairy tale kind of story. Was that a draw they had against each other before? It so got the to first the one was well? a draw. Uh, did they yeah. have three or two fights? Was it two? I think I looked this up recently and it was only two, but I thought it was Yeah, three. I thought it was two. And yeah. then they talked about a trilogy and it just never really, you know, happened because Edgar won by yeah, devastating knockout. So it was kind of like, well, do we need to? Maynard had a few injuries. They, they were both getting old. You know, it, it just never happened. Yeah. But that fight shouldn't have happened again. They two guys got too no, fucked up they, from that one. I mean, that one. <laughs> I two fights, but speaking about Edgar taking a punch, I mean, in those two fights, fuck me, he took some punches, right? It's like may not have. Had I, mean, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody more rocked and not get stopped. And sometimes that's where my my just bleed fan comes into it as well. Yeah, that obviously. sense of like, like the guy is fucked and shit like that, and if the referee stepped in and called it, you wouldn't have complained. But at the same time, like, well, I've seen him come back and win before. I've seen Edgar come back from worse than anyone's ever fucking been yeah. to win a fight. Or like a common one, and again, time the, around the time I was first starting, people are saying that the fight should have got stopped against uh, Shane Carwin and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And they were like, oh, that fight should have been stopped. And I'm like, but Lesnar won. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, but no. it was... He was taking so many punches and shit, and it's like, well, it was clearly safe because he won the fight. Not only did he survive and not take more damage, he also won. So Yeah, I think the biggest prime example of this ever is Czech Congo versus Pat Barry. That's the number one. That fight should have been stopped. <laughs> I mean, like, if I've ever seen a fight, this should have been stopped. And he won. He kept, But Pat Barry, you know, you can always win against Pat Barry because his chin's like a fucking Play-Doh set. So, I mean, is what it is. But yeah, look. We could talk about almost shouldn't know yeah, our way. We're all just day. going into all these other because now you're touching on that's an amazing fight. I want to say, yeah. oh, that reminds me of this other amazing fight. I want to, I want to say though, San H- that Sanhagen knockout is potentially potentially knockout of the year. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be knockout of the year so far. I think, unless I'm forgetting it, major. No, 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 no. It's currently no, knockout. I mean, of the we're year, only in February, right? But. It'll be like top five by the end of the year, I, I imagine, unless we have an amazing ass year. But I think we're going to see, though, that's probably going to be number one still at the end of the year. That good, was good so devastating. It, yeah. it was so well timed. Well. It was just, it was beautiful. And against the Golagenga, like we said, two TKOs before that. I mean, he's so tough. He is what he is. I mean, I lost that because I thought Edgar was going to eke out another frigging decision again. Oh, um, it, but Sunday can show him, Jesus Christ, he's got scary power. And I think. Since that Sterling fight, something's refocused in him that is just, he's a fucking animal. Um, you look at his last two fights, he beat fucking Marais with a wheel kick, wins flying knock at this thing. What is it, cartwheel kick next? What the fuck's he doing? I don't know. And I love way, his, he's a monster. Did you see him talking about TJ Dillashaw as well? I thought that was like a really good like mentality as well, going, TJ Dillashaw shouldn't fight no, for the title. Shouldn't. And he's so adamant about that that he thinks TJ should fight him to get to the title. Yeah. So instead of going like, I deserve a title shot more than TJ, which is what everybody else would do. Everybody has that mentality of going, oh no, I should be ahead of him. He's going, nah, fuck that shit. 
you should have to go through me to get to it. Like I'm 100%. willing to be the like what like the the moral gateway for you yeah. to get the title shot. If you beat me, fair fuck, you beat one of the top contenders. On you go. Well, you, you can beat fight the, title. the top contender, right? So we, we we're going to see Sterling Yan is the title fight. And then you yeah. would say Sam Hagen's next, regardless yeah, of yeah. anyone else. You'd say he's number one in that in that in that division. But if why can't they make that fight soon as well? That fight yeah. should come out really soon as well. They can main event that fight, Sandhagen and uh, Dillashaw. They're obviously, Sandhagen, the cool, only thing he's got is maybe a lot of bruised his knee, so it should be grand oh, to fight again. If he anytime, him, I mean, fuck me, it was just fucking perfect. I think he just hit him yeah. square in the death zone. Uh, there's no bruising. There's nothing. He hasn't even got swelling. I mean, he just, he's absolutely fine. Yeah. And I think Dillashaw's cleared to fight again. I believe he was in January. Um, so set it up. Set it up. Let's see. Yeah. Dillashaw's talking all this shit, saying he's still the best in the division. Well, I, yeah. I think it might have passed you a little bit in the last two years. And I think you're a fool if you think you're going to step back in, in that top three. If he was as good as he was, I'd say he'd still like easily could be the champion was like fucking amazing as a fighter but it might not be the same guy now these other guys are are coming up looking very similar to Hewitt so and that takes us to the main event pretty sad one uh good that I got it right and you got it wrong but uh yeah this isn't too far off what I was thinking was going to happen but maybe I guess I was just maybe bringing like similar to yourself bringing Overeem up a little bit higher than I should have been uh I think for a while as well uh, you've seen him, he does this thing where when he goes back to the cage, he's just got this really old school boxing guard where he just like tucks up under his arms. So and then when he tries to get off of it, instead of like going like side to side and shit like that, get off. Obviously, here's me doing a little yeah. MMA looking move. And yeah, fucking, I would say that's the over him. But it does, it doesn't go like side to side to get off like he has to. It does this thing where he's like turning away to get off it. And that's where like people are like getting that hook around and just being able to easily hurt him well that's one of the worst ones you can get because when you're trying to move and you don't expect it you're going to get even more fucked up I mean I'm just you're being very technical there and I'm happy that you are but I'm just going to say in (laughs) simpler terms it was a shit performance Um, yeah Overeem didn't look like he wanted to be there he looked scared when he stepped in the cage I've never really seen that from him before I mean there was some issues with some DMs that got out in the week beforehand. I mean, maybe <laughs> I forgot that actually. Maybe his wife wanted to kill him. Um, you know, for, for the for the context, I realise sometimes we do these little references and we don't actually explain what we're saying. Yeah. Basically, uh, there was a guy on I think allegedly. Twitter or Instagram, something like that, uh, who allegedly, yeah, that's what yes. isn't necessarily. We can't get sued for this one, so it's fine. Allegedly. He fucking did it. Yeah. Uh, okay. But out uh, over him was trying to shag his missus. Put, put up the DMs of basically over him like, hey, how are you? Like, and wasn't she eighteen uh, as well? I mean, I don't, I don't even know her age. Well, it's fucking legal and shit. Fair fuck. Yeah, <laughs> but we, <laughs> but we, yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not ethical, but it's legal. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I get and, your point, uh, but mm, okay, it's a bit, you know, whatever. But he did a, a, a few things. Not just, not just his defense was awful, right? But he was throwing these overhand rights and lefts because he was switching stances and doing whatever. First of all, Volkov's lead leg was like a lead fucking balloon at the front of the at the front of him. Why weren't you hack if you're a kickboxer, why aren't you hacking that down? Why aren't you hacking down the bigger man so he can't move as well and do whatever? That's my first thing. Secondly, don't don't throw that fucking overhand constantly. You're gonna time that, you're gonna get fucked up. And that's exactly what happened. Overeem looked over the hill in this fight. There's no more run left. Fuck off, please. Don't want to see you after that. That was bullshit. You said a lot in the in the last episode to like build up. I'm not like calling you out or anything like that. Uh, but the thing that I thought wasn't going to happen was you were saying that uh, Overeem has this sort of like K1 experience and all that shit. And I was like, I don't... Like, yeah, he did. You were right. He completely called me out and got it bang on that uh, I said that he hasn't used that in ages and you're like Rosen strike. Got me good... Uh, completely right but at the same time I don't think I'd seen anything from him that would have said that he was going to win this one in the striking I thought this was always going to be no, look, he was always going to be slower he was always going to be at that no, range I thought slower. if he was going to win he's not slower he's not slower, oh, he this, slower he's in not, there. no he was slow in there but he's not slower and this is the thing I think he is Volkov is slow as shit I mean it's what he's doing though Volkov's entire style for one he slows you down so much to his pace but uh, it's because his punches aren't, he hasn't thrown hooks and shit. So because he's throwing them like straights all, all the time, jabs and straights, it doesn't necessarily mean he has to be the quickest. Like 
even say you're quicker than him, so you see it coming and you're like, oh shit, I'm going to counter this. He's punching you from the other side of the fucking cage anyways. Like, what, what are you going to do about that? You know, like if he's if he's but, jabbing at you, he's probably, you have to move you have away. To, you can't really counter. You have to understand my point though, right? That he's a former K1 champion. He should understand distances and footwork and timing and all these things. He should understand that. Oh, do we not agree that a former K1 champion... He would. He did when he was younger. It's just gone now. Like, he can understand I'm it. I'm sorry, but can he do it? if it goes, that means he hasn't been working it, right? So you would at least think... I think the difference is when someone like... So when, when he was a K1 champion, and this is something I thought about after, so, I, you know, it's not something... I was wrong at the time, I think, because I thought about after, and I think when he was K1 champion, he was training in Holland, right? And he was with these fucking monsters of kickboxers, these glory champions, these K1 champions, all these huge kickboxers that were just destroying each other day in, day out. You move to Las Vegas or wherever and you train with the team as well. You're not getting the same destroyers of kickboxers. And I think maybe, you know, he focused yeah. on the wrestling stuff because that was such a big part of his game for so long. They thought, oh, I won't last if I don't, you know, switch up my game plans. But you still need to keep that sharp for when something like this happens, right? And it's... Yeah. He just didn't... He obviously hasn't done that. Um, I thought against Rosenstrike, he clearly knew that was what he was going to have to do. Um, and he obviously trained for that camp to do that. And it's just crazy to me that you're not keeping that sharp and maybe just doesn't have the training partners. He's a big bloke, obviously. I'd say it's hard to come by. To me, probably... To me, probably the reason I'm thinking that is because when he was first in, uh, when he got those knockout losses and stuff like that, I remember everybody was saying, oh, he's not cheering, he's shit and stuff. And I was like, he might be the best striker that I've seen as a heavyweight anytime recently. You know, he was he was able to mix up. He had knees, kicks, punches. It wasn't just about hooks or anything like that. He actually had a jab on him and stuff. So I was like really digging him. And even like when he's beating Rosen strike and stuff, I didn't necessarily see that level of over him anymore. You know, that had gone to me so when I saw it decline instead of thinking oh he's still got a bit about him I'm more thinking oh he's just nowhere near what I used to hold him because I think I held him above most people would and I would probably hold him below yeah. most people I mean, would I, so not now obviously now, I would say now, now I'd say people hold him very low I would say now I've been proven wrong on this one um, which is hard for I me I thought he could I did think he could easily win it though. I thought he could uh, take it down maybe and get that sort of controlling shit. Something that Volkov struggled with and Overeem's been really good at that throughout his later parts of his career. See, so. I, I always thought that was different because I thought Volkov, I mean, he surprisingly has some good submissions to his... Uh, that Any uh, guy uh, that's that shape has some good submissions to Yeah, them. so this is so what I'm saying. Just... I thought the takedown would always be a dangerous game with him because he is so big. He's so strong. He's got the gangliest fucking legs in the world. I mean, it's always going to be difficult. But Overeem just... Has Overeem lost by submission? I don't even know if I... I think I said afterwards, him. and I think I said it in the same group as you, I think I said that's the worst game plan I've ever seen in the history of MMA. Um, and then someone said to me, what about Ronda Rousey versus Holly Holm? And I was outdone once again. That was definitely uh, What, do you, what do you say by game plan there? Like, she just couldn't get closer. She was just getting the face punched off her. I don't really think uh, her yeah. game plan changed. Jerry, I just think Ronda she got Rousey battled. tried to strike with a fucking champion boxer and kickboxer. I guess, uh, I guess to a degree. Something there, uh, when I watched um, uh, this is the tangent, obviously. Yeah. The tangent of the episode. Uh, when I watched the um, Nunes by Jermaine Durandamy, the, when the the randomly was able to like clinch her constantly, like easily be able to get the clinch on her. And it was just something that made me think like if Ronda Rousey added one aspect to her game, she would have still probably even beaten Nunes at that point. And all she needed to be able to do is shoot for a, a single leg, double leg. That's it. Her whole, she'd still be on top now. I think she could do that. Because what she tried to do is I'm going to clinch it by going clinch you know yeah. instead of going i'll go for a takedown i'm never going to get it but now i'll oh, look where i'm now like, yep now you're getting sent because like uh, any of them couldn't deal with ronda the clinch, even now that's bad coaching and bad game plans in the same yeah. no and weekend. it's so little she doesn't have to do anything i'd say actually now that you mentioned that i was probably wrong there uh the difference way i know we're still on the tangent yeah. the difference with ronda as well at that point and a lot of people go like, oh, worst striker ever. And it's like, the cunts watch her fights before that. She was fucking sparking people left and right. For one, she knocked out uh, Betch Gohea, one of the cleanest knockouts that women's MMA had ever seen at that point. She was, but she she had she had natural power, right? Oh, yeah, power. Something as well, do you remember this from the Holly Holm fight? Is uh, she, what, she landed one punch basically in that fight, and Holly Holm basically got rocked from it and went for a takedown and took her down. 
Yeah, but like no one remembers that. Obviously, it doesn't matter because she got she fucking destroyed her. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. But like, well, just something about Ronda had such freak power. It's just such a shame she can one figure out how to defend and two figure out how to like enter a clinch as opposed to just like starting in a clinch like Judo would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it just goes back to my point. It's bad game planning, right? And it's bad. Just lack of skill. It's, it's, yeah, game it's, plan, just lack of skill. It's becoming a one-trick pony, and Alistair Overeem has been a one-trick pony twice in his career, and that was when he was a K1 kickboxer champion, and when he became a wrestling try and overpower you kind of champion. And like, <laughs> how does he have both? How does he do both? Well, this is the whole point. I don't know how he's done it. I don't know how he's fucking done it, but he's done it. And like, it's weird to see, but I just think you know, Overeem for me, please just go off into the sunset. Maybe take one fight you can win just for. You know, confidence or whatever. When you, I, I don't know, but please just don't do this one last run bullshit anymore. It, it's done. You're done. And I think we should move on because I'll get angrier and angrier about him. <laughs> so the the segue and then we've got two tournaments, and I felt like I feel bad for this. I was well, lots of tournaments, but two companies with tournaments. Uh, I feel bad for this because you had PFL came out, listed all of their lineups and shit. We would probably sit here for the next half an hour talking about that, but. I don't really give that much of a fuck about talking about it compared to Bellator right. just announcing well, theirs. Yeah. Obviously, they're get, you could even argue PFL maybe has some better talent in there or something. No maybe point. a small argument about that. But like throughout the PFL one, I like individual people throughout each tournament. Like Brendan Lockman's in there. Brilliant. Can't wait to see him back but he, in there. But he, but, he, uh, but he can't win, in my opinion, because of who the wrestlers that are in that division. It's so is it, tough. Is he, got, is he in the same division as Schultz? I think he is, yeah. No, I thought no, no. Schultz is one fifty-five. No, it's a different one. Who's who's the main guy on that? I thought it was um, Lance. Someone, Lance. Lance. Am I being a retard? Oh, Lance Palmer. Yeah, I thought Lance Palmer was the one forty-five. I could be. I could have them mixed up, to be honest. Um, I think I've seen in Schultz division of someone that would be a big name usually. Maybe it's Anthony Pettis. Then you're saying. Anthony Pettis is in the yeah. 155, and I think yeah. if that's... So if Schultz in there, I remember being like, shit, man, that's that's weird to see somebody like Pettis is still like, a good fighter, so it's going to be weird to see him I'm just... probably lose the tournament, I'd imagine. See, now, now it turns out, PFL, you're actually pretty good. I was going to gloss over you, but then we started talking a little bit, and now I'm like, you know what, we actually talked about it. <laughs> So yeah, you've got featherweight, big names there, Lance Palmer, Bobby Jenkins back in it, uh, Brenda Lochnane, uh, the guy that I've got in my picks for a pick turning, Movlid Kubalaev. Yeah. Definitely on definitely on point. Uh, I did watch him fight because I did pick him for that little one. Tyler Diamond actually is somebody I'm interested in because he fought in that Ultimate Fighter season. He was like one of the yeah, top yeah. guys predicted for that. Uh, Whiteweight's really good. You've got Schultz. Uh, Anthony Pettis, uh, Aubin Mercer is a weird one in there, Martian Held. The guy that I'm most interested in is Clay Collar. Clay Collar, I was just about to say, that's where it gets yeah. really interesting at that 155. I basically made a whole YouTube video on Clay Collar not long ago yeah. on our other channel of going like, these MMA fighters and boxing are so interesting because they're just fucking maniacs that don't, oh, you're a big prospect and they don't know how to fight or don't know how to box, they'll fucking fight, you know? He, he came into the UFC about 23 years old, 24 years old something. I thought he looked fucking great. I thought he had some issues thought, with the gas tank. I remember thinking he looked shit. Oh, I remember I, thinking no, he was I didn't. one of the worst fighters. No, I've no, ever no. Seen. I, I think you did. I genuinely thought that. You thing. didn't see his talent, I don't think. His striking ability was just unbelievable. I think it was Lando Fernando, if I'm right, that he fought I can't remember that. in one of his first fights. And that's obviously the guy that Tony Ferguson fought on late notice. And fucking, it, it was a great fight anyway. And the thing was with Clay Collard, he, I think his first fight, he knocked someone out, if I remember correctly, in the UFC. And then he just kind of went on this decision loss route of, you know, three or four fights, just didn't ever live up to his potential. But now he's killing it in boxing. He's, I'm really interested yeah. to see where he goes. And I mean, that yeah. 155... I don't know if I see him doing too much in it, to be honest. I do think he probably loses I quite early in want it. To see he's such him, a fucking badass. I want to see oh. him and Pessis go at it more than anything. Uh, yeah, that That's going to be a great fight. fight. But I mean, look, Lofton, I, I, I would love to see Lofton go and win a, a championship and do whatever and win a million dollars. But when you've got Lance Something Palmer, something will happen. They fuck him over. Something will fuck Brendan over. Look, Lance Palmer, another pandemic. Lance Palmer will be the one that fucks him over, and that's the way yeah. it works. I mean, Lance Palmer fucks everyone over. He's going to win another million dollars. I mean, he might as well have just racked up four or five by now. It's fucking ridiculous. It's uh, funny as well because was he not one of the guys trying to sue um, 
PFL because yeah. they wouldn't get fights. Yeah. It's like, how the fuck is it? It's obviously just shows he's got bigger but, ideas but, in his mind. But who is Lance Palmer? Just... Who's he represented by? Yeah, true, true. And who used to be a part owner in PFL? I uh, remember saying that at the time as well, that it's like, this lawsuit's coming out just from a guy who had some disgruntledness. Yeah, and so just... Yeah, I didn't have a leg to stand on. But anyway, they're great tournaments in PFL. They're okay. There's a few, like, shit fighters, a few good fighters, a few underrated fighters. I think it's going to be fun no matter what. I love their fights, apart from the lack of elbows and stuff. I've never really watched it, so it'll be interesting for me getting a proper watch of it. I think you'll like it. I think it's your kind of bag, and particularly when you get a good fight on there. It's it's a good, good scrap. Tons of European fighters on there as well. It's just something I never really went into. And then that brings us to the Belter light heavyweight one. Everybody was wanting light heavyweight. I fucking love it. I think it's brilliant. I know some people probably have some other opinions on it, but... What are you feeling? I mean, what I would say is when you talk about other people having it, I'm loving it, right? I'm loving it because yeah. the old school MMA fan of me loves this tournament style thing. And it's just, it's fucking, it's it's great to see that they're putting on the best of the division, literally the best that they've got in their division are going to yeah. fight each other. Wait, some people could say, oh, these fighters are all like ex-UFC guys and shit like that. That's like acting as though you uh, Romero wasn't one of the top guys in the division. Like, probably Anthony Johnson would come in and probably main event a fucking pay-per-view or something like that. Not a pay-per-view, main event That's a card. Cool. Phil Davis would probably be a top 10 UFC guy. Ryan Bader definitely would be a top probably five UFC guy. Like, they've got especially without, especially without John was. Jones now. Especially without John Jones. That would yeah. open that division. But look, Bader left on a win. Phil Davis left on a win. Um, Nemkov has never fought in the UFC, but he's underrated in so many eyes of people. Oh, he's amazing. You've got Romero, who has been a title contender three or four times in the last five fights. You've got Anthony Johnson, who was going to come back and wreck people. His only losses were to DC and fucking John... No, John Jones. uh, DC and uh, Gustafsson. Yeah, Blackwood. No, he beat Gustafsson. Uh, Corey Anderson. So look, Corey Anderson's in there as well. Oh, I didn't. Uh, who were you talking about there? I didn't he lost to realize. someone else at um, like no, he didn't lose who? to light heavyweight. I think there was someone in. Who are you asking? Who lost? Who are we talking about here? Anthony I thought you were Johnson, talking about Corey Anderson. Oh, Anthony Johnson. Uh... I'm just trying to think. Can you remember though? It was it was basically DC and someone else in that division, and it was. It, it always had that weakness again. No, it was ju- it was just DC in the light heavyweight division, and yeah. and come on. DC's fucking people can talk shit about him now all they want. Two division champ, yeah. fucking Olympic wrestler. Prime fucking athlete, a guy that, you know, unbelievable talent, basically. Just couldn't look good against John Jones. And we all know yeah. that John Jones is the best, right? So yeah. people are complaining. Ryan Bader, like I said, Corey Anderson's in there. I don't know who the guy he is is fighting, I'll be honest with you. I think yeah, he's actually, a former M- ACA champion. Yeah, so ACA champion, M1 like, guy. That's that's insane, that division. Like, in, out in Russia, they, yeah. they have some big guys on all sorts. So the fact they can have our... Have our build himself up and stuff like that against these guys just shows that he has to be a good fucking fighter. It's, uh, the one guy you could point out that maybe hasn't on that level would be Leo Mishida, of course. Yeah. But at the same time, that in the first round, they got me against Ryan Bader. He did beat Ryan Bader, so I suppose to a degree, this has that sense that it makes sense as a fight, you know? Uh, maybe. So, um, but that was fucking 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it forever is. ago. Um, but um, what I would say is the only thing that they've got that's a bit of a problem is they've got two rematches on the card straight away. Uh, I think the reason why they're doing that, though, is to obviously get them out of the way so that it doesn't cause any issues further on down the tournament. I think that yeah. the matchmaking of Johnson versus Romero is exactly what everyone wants to see first. Yeah, they had to do that. Some to. people actually said that, oh, they should have done them opposite sides of the card or something. You're like, but what if one doesn't get through? We've fucking this a million times, yeah? I, to be honest, I don't know if it's going to be like a barn burner of a fight, I get a feeling that Romero's going to come out doing weird Romero shit as usual. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Johnson's not really going to land on him. He's going to want it. He's going to try to. He's not really going yeah. to hit him. He's going to be way too slow and Romero's like the weirdest mobile guy in the world. But for some reason, Romero's just not going to do well, what he can do I think to you're win wrong. the fight or something. And the reason why I think you're wrong is they're both going to be steroided off their tits. So it's going to be fantastic. Now, I'm going to pick the winners from this straight away. Anderson... Johnson, uh, Nemkov, and Bader in the first two rounds. Then it's going to be Bader yeah, versus Nemkov by the looks of things. And then it's going to no, be. No, I think it's, B- it's Bader versus Anderson. Okay. So then I think we know Bader probably wins that fight. I don't know. I don't know. Bader's very old now. He's, uh, he's not he's... a young guy and shit like that. Y- you say, but the juice I, keeps I young. would say 
his, his hands as well. He's, he's really improved his boxing. I don't know if I necessarily see that level of a boxer from Anderson. Definitely could get an upset in that one. It could be Yagshay that comes through and wins that. That's probably the the toss-up of the whole thing is uh, that could happen. So, yeah, I completely essentially agree with your, your opening wins. Probably say Bader beats Anderson like you do. Then what, Nemkov versus Johnson? And then that's a hard one to pick, right? Because yeah. Nemkov's so Johnson good all round. Johnson can even up any fight in the world. That's it. it. He's one-punch bastard. And... Uh, I mean, he put on a lot of beef when he was gone, right? So who knows how that translates to when he gets in there and, you know, who knows? But I'd say he'll still exciting. have all that sort of, like, like crazy speed and power just on those punches, but, like, not in any other part of his game. He's not going to move well. He's not going to, like, if he gets taken down, he's probably going to stay down and stuff like that. But I'd say if he wants to put a hand in the target, he's still going to have all the speed and power that he always had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... I, I, all I know is, Gary, if I'm being perfectly honest, I mean, we could talk about it all day, who's going to win, who's going to do whatever. All I know is, I'm fucking thrilled. And, not only that, Bellator is showing everything on BBC iPlayer as well, which is fucking amazing for us European and English fans. They just announced that today or yesterday, I think. I agreed with some people on Twitter, though, saying that uh, it's em. bad for casual Fuck fans. Em. Like, I'm into the sport because I stumbled across it, like the Ultimate Fighter and Bama, when they were on Bravo back in the day. So, like, you don't get any stumble upon fans now. But for, like, me and, like, you and shit like that, I don't need to go look for fucking but what I would... Sky Sports and Channel the 5 only... and there's two main events. And... The only difference I would say here is, is because it's the BBC and because it's free and all this, that and the other, it will be advertised on their website, BBC Sport, and they have thousands of people going to that, that site every single day. Millions of people going to that site every single day. It's going to be completely different. And I think they did do an iPlayer one before. I think it was pretty successful, which is why they've Paris, taken it on. From right. um, that's why they've taken it on, right? That's because if it wasn't successful, yeah. they wouldn't have done it. With the explosion of Conor McGregor over here in Britain and everything else, they want to get in that market now. I think this is a great move for Bellator. They were fucking on Sky Sports at fucking God knows what hour at different... T- it was just, you know, it was even, a nightmare. Even if, <laughs> as a step back and sort of like from like how visual it is from Channel 5 and Sky Sports. It's a fucking massive step forward in the clusterfuck that was those. Yeah. The fact that I need to sit here and I've got, oh, here's the main event. It's uh, James Gallagher's fight. There's the main event. Oh, by the way, there's also like six fights in a different channel with a different main event with Ben Henderson later on tonight. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck have you got two cards in one night? That's not, yeah, that's was, one card. It was crazy. Stop calling it two cards. It's just one card. Mate, but that's how Bellator tried to do things, wasn't it? It was just uh, absolutely It's insane. better than when they used to be on a music channel called Viva in the UK I so know. I suppose it's I know. they're still improving and, they're getting better and nobody had Viva and nobody watched Viva no one gave a shit it was just and that I was, liked that because it was such a shit setup. you had the tournaments which I fucking loved yeah. uh, which were so damaging to the fighters and the, the staff that had to do these tournaments all happened so quickly together it's on a shit channel that no one knows about and felt proper fucking underground like that's where I watched that's where I watched Chandler versus Alvarez one. That is on Viva. I'm fucking Viva. <laughs> but anyway, look, we, we need to move on. I'm strapped for time, Gary, but we need to talk about one thing that me and you have argued about already today, which is going to piss people off. Gina Carano yeah. and Satch from The Mandalorian. Um, the only reason I'm pissed off about this, Gary, is that I worry about where we're going as a society. If you can get sacked for your views, what do we do? Do we then make it so that companies are then political beings that's what fucking concerns me it's no longer about who's good at their job and what they're doing it's about how you think and what you are as a person and that is fucking disturbing on so many levels and i think you know when i was looking at that post people called it it was described as abhorrent now i'm sorry but people need to look up the word abhorrent it wasn't abhorrent it was a little bit controversial she didn't compare it to the holocaust there was no comment of that at all she compared it to the point she was making is what's been happening in politics today, and this is very true, people are being turned against one another day by day. Oh, if you don't believe this... Always that, that. No, 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 it's different. In a social media age, it's completely different. People are turning against each other constantly. Back in the day, there used to be an old saying, never discuss politics or religion, and I think we should go back to that. I think it's fucking stupid that we are constantly on here for someone that's cancelled because they have an opinion. Well, so well, be it. Your, they're a fucking person. They, they're fallible. The point you said, flawed. your point about never speak about politics and religion, that's the reason that she's 
being let go though because if the company is going so obviously when she signs up to do this Disney shit and stuff like that they're going to basically have something set up to go started by an anti-Semite and Nazi supporter but we'll go going in uh, allegedly we need to not allegedly Walt Disney was (laughs) definitely so there's no No, allegedly um, if you're ever going to cause these problems for a company to start so when they when you sign up to it they're basically going to go going to not fuck about and we we have the right to like cut you if you are like doing shit and stuff this isn't like her first fucking rodeo with this shit and it's not the worst thing she's said so eventually after you've had fucking cancelled Disney treaded seven times or some shit like that because one person keeps doing the same shit keeps pissing everybody off keeps doing it eventually you're going to be like you're not that big a fucking character like if I was to if I, when I worked in retail and shit or even my company now if I decided on here and to go here's my my views that have the potential to offend a lot of people and shit like that they are going to go here you've decided to make this public this isn't something you've got in your own private domain you've made a video you've made a post online and you've decided to go everyone me as a person that works for this company this is what my thoughts are and shit like that so when the company is eventually going to go you're fucking you're getting all this backlash for shit we didn't even do like we've already probably sat you down already told you can you stop getting us in fucking headlines stop making people hate our company because of your beliefs and stuff and now you've continued to do it beyond then and like yeah like as you say this isn't exactly the worst one she's ever said and stuff and yeah you could say the concept of describing people as nazis and shit like that with the whole punch of nazi thing and stuff this analogy isn't exactly specific to one side of the political spectrum people call each other nazis and shit with that all the time but um, and obviously it was a fucking tone deaf post from her, anyways. Um, but uh, yeah, it the fact be, that she's it, just continuously done the same shit over and over, and the company can let you go if they feel like it. Like it's yeah, you've got freedom of speech, but you don't have freedom of consequence of what happens at that speech. I mean, you're pissing off your company. They could get advertisers getting pissed off. She's not that fucking important that the company aren't going to go. No, but they get to fuck no, but what I would say is, and this is what really kind of irks me about anything. There's all these companies. All these conglomerates, all these studios that espouse this left-wing fucking, oh, we're inclusive of everyone and we do all this, that and the other. They all voted for... Hang hang on. They all voted for Trump because they all gave more fucking tax breaks. And let me ask you a question. How many of them... How many of them have their businesses registered in the state that they operate in? How many? Fuck all. I'll go. They're all I'll fucking. Go no, they're all registered on the fucking Cayman I'll go Islands. With you. They're all like massive capitalists and that shit and stuff like that. But the part that I disagree with of you saying this left wing, this left thing, wing, this left thing, left wing thing they're putting across there, saying, "Oh yeah, we don't have a problem with people that are transgender. We don't have a problem with people that are gay or that are gay." That's not left wing. That's just human being shit. So, like, if they want to put out this image that they are all corporate and they like everything and they're inclusive and shit like that, I don't think that's p- picking a political line in the sand. Okay, here's another thing for you. Who runs Hollywood, Gary? I'm guessing the concept you're going to go with here, and not not from my thing, he's going to say Jews, people. Okay. That's where he's but going here's the that. thing, right? But- so you've said it, I haven't said it. So the whole thing is that <laughs> apparently Jewish people run the entertainment industry. Which, I, I wouldn't. There's a lot of basis in that. I mean, Steven Spielberg is one of the biggest directors. Spielberg, all right? If we're gonna... I, think, but I don't point... think you can say there's a but massive agenda of people that hate the Nazis. I think that's completely no, no, no. fine. But, but what I'm saying is when it comes to something that they may be sensitive about in this industry, and also this is an industry that's defended pedophiles and rapists for many years, let's not get on our high horse when Gina Carano makes a post. That's all I'm saying. How many of them defended Bill Cosby? till the end of the earth. How many Disney productions was that man a part of while everyone knew he was raping people left, right and centre? And the same with Jimmy Savile over here with the BBC. My issue is the hypocrisy. That's what it is. It's this whole, we need to look a certain way instead of actually being something. They don't stand for anything or do anything. It's whatever is out there now, we're just going to agree and go, okay, we're washing our hands of you, fuck off. I don't think that's fair. Do not believe that you have to educate people though, Gary. Do you not believe that things take time? I don't think it's on a company to... It's, yeah, they're going to have is. certain levels. Of course it is. Any company... There's going to be certain levels In this levels country, a company would have to give you sensitivity training and things like that. It wouldn't just be, we're going to fuck you off. The, the whole thing is, as a world, we need to stop getting rid of people. This is what causes division. You need to educate people. There's a huge fucking difference. And just, Maybe they have. 
And Maybe they've talked to her you know, and said, here's you know stuff offending her more to take the heat. That's what would educate her more to make her She's feel like she right bullied now. and backed into a corner and cut down for her views. That isn't going to teach her anything. That's going to make her more vitriolic and hateful towards the people that have done it to her. That's not going to teach her anything. That is, I don't and think and that's then you give fuel. Like their job. But no, you then give fuel to all the other people as well. By doing this, you then give to the fifty percent of other people, and this is what she, the irony is: they've created a situation that she tweeted about. People against people all the time because now everyone's on the fence, right? It's 50 50 everywhere. Oh, well, I don't think you should think that. I don't think you should think that. And no one can fucking agree. Whereas if they came out and said, Look, we don't agree with her opinion, she's entitled to it. However, we're not going to let her go because we believe that education is more important than just firing someone. We believe that we should have her take courses in sensitivity. We have, we should get her to sit down and talk with someone from the trans community. Get to sit down from the Jewish community with people who are affected. Get her to really think about what has actually happened to these people rather so than let's get rid of her and fuck her off. We don't need her here. But people are going to take that as you're trying to change her beliefs and indoctrinate her into your way of thinking. No, That's I, exactly the way that would be received. No, that was not Because they, they don't no, think then it's a the case of her just not being educated on it. They think that they are right, that's correct. Whatever she said, her but transphobic shit she said. No, but, her... but hang on, that's what they're doing anyway. So that's that's exactly what they're doing. What I'm saying is, you have the opportunity to take someone who has those beliefs and those feelings and maybe become someone on a social platform who can say, actually, I've changed my mind. I didn't realise the impact that I was having by saying and doing these things. I thought I was just espousing my free will to have my opinion, which she is. But at the same time, I said that it's not freedom of consequence, though, and it never is. But the reality is, if you're not going to take every step to make someone better, and you're just going to shove them away and say, fuck you, we don't need you, that makes things worse. Because now you divided everyone on social media who's then going to argue about this and be an absolute... Typically, I typically agree with that. The, the idea of ego, like, oh, yeah, that person's irredeemable or something like that. But that's also taken off the concept or the assumption that they haven't spoke to her. They've not already sat down and said, here, Gina, going to, going to fucking cut you, it out. Like, you've already offended, like, half of the people that watch the show. Can do you, you, do can you, you not? think they sat her down and did any of that? I'd say they've done anything they could to not fucking release her because, they, as you said before, these people are just fucking like, they don't have the highest level of morals and shit. These are all just fucking capitalist people and stuff. If they feel like she is earning them money and she's a really good fit for that role and shit, they're going to do whatever they can to fucking cling on to her. Like, mm. a little bit like, and obviously, not necessarily the most unfounded shit, and uh, not, not, not necessarily the most founded shit in the world, but the shit that you get with Chris Pratt as well, they're cl- clinging on for a dear life to go, nah, like, like we, he's, he should be the number one guy of this. And you get plenty of people that are like, that got, could get cancelled and they continue to have big successful careers and people give them it. And uh, yeah, so I, I think that they don't just want to go, oh, uh, here's a major character gone. I think they would start to feel the heat in the background. They'd be like, Gina, come on, man, we need to fucking, we no, don't what, want to cut you, but, but what I'm we, saying is, we need to fix this. What I'm saying is, have they said anything publicly where they've been like, we're going to give you a chance. Are you going to take this chance or not? So this is the thing, right? Has any company in the world ever put out in their HR sort of system to go, oh, we've decided to give this person a warning and they are they, going no, to they, 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 see if they, they do. They give, you no sensitiv- done they give you sensitivity training. Yeah, but it's not public. The, Nothing it, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter because this is a public forum now, right? So you're saying, what I'm saying is it's dangerous for this to happen because it's a public forum. They should fight fire with fire. So if it's a public forum, you have to come out in a public forum and say, okay, Gina, we don't agree with your opinions, but here's our challenge to you. If you think this way, we we want you to sit down with so-and-so. Blah, 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 blah. You go through that and you tell us you haven't changed your mind, you're gone. If you have changed your mind, great. We can still work together. But there needs to be, there needs to be more nuanced thought to these things. Clearly, she hasn't got the most nuanced thought with some of her opinions. That's quite obvious. But what do you do with that? Do you tell that person to fuck off or do you try and educate them? I would say that you try and educate them. And if you want to make the world a better place, you cannot just sack people off and get rid of them and bury them. It does not make anything better. That would be like, let's say this happened the other way around. So let's say this is someday you're in a company that's like, 
what's the what's the words the labels we all use conservative right wing all that shit so a company that has the views that would align with that kind of shit uh then you're working for them and you've decided to put up in your facebook or somewhere let's say you work in texas or some shit you put up in your facebook oh i love bernie sandals some shit like that and then they've sat you down being like nah we don't we don't respect that we're going to take you in for what we are calling a sensitivity training we're going to tell you all the reasons that bernie sanders awful and why the shit that trump's doing is like really good or something like that that's kind of how sensitivity would come off on that other side these people are seeing like like gay rights and transgender rights and race relationship they see this as all political moves so if you were to sit down with somebody you'd be part of the woke culture and like they're not they don't want to sit down like it doesn't take rocket science for gina carana a grown-up to know ah yeah maybe don't say that like that might offend people do you think that a company in texas has as much reach as disney yeah, like I was just giving that an example, like say. But you, for some no, reason, but you get my point. Your, your local business that runs on a right wing or whatever, they're a local business that run on their right wing or whatever. That's going to be a small select view people. But you're talking about Disney that reaches billions of households in the world, right? This is a company that has overtaken every single fucking movie and studio I'm, in the world. I'm sure they'll get some aspect of some sort of like, I'm guessing they're not taking professional actors and sitting them down and going, here's your fucking 12 side powerpoint on sensitivity i'm sure they're not doing that okay gary but there'll be something you're agreeing to something here's here's one thing that i'll say one of the other guest stars that is on um that is on the mandalorian is bill burr i don't know if you know bill burr but bill burr is a very very american comedian to me so well first of all he's an incredible comedian and i mean hilariously funny but he has made jokes that some people would call abhorrent now these are before he was hired on the Mandalorian, where do you draw the fucking line, Gary? Where do you draw? To the me, line? I draw it. I, I get that, and that's happened where there's so much like hypocriticalness in some things. Like I always think it's weird when like someday will be like, oh, we're, we've cancelled this guest star because they they are like say someday like your what's it called the Guardians of the Galaxy lad that he made jokes in like 2012 or something like that. So now he's cancelled. But then somebody might be like, so yeah, we've decided to cancel him off of our TV show. We don't want to speak to him. And our next guest star is Seth MacFarlane or something like that. And you're like, I'm sure he's made right. a couple yeah. of, a couple of jokes that are a bit worse than that this time. So yeah, definitely. To me, comedy and shit like that, and especially like, I can have an opinion in certain comedians that I'm like, oh yeah, very edgy, good job. But like, like, I would like fucking edgy humour, actually. I like humour that offends people and stuff. I mean, all that. But when you're going out and you're trying to make these points and shit like that, and you've decided to politicise your public image and all that, and especially politicise it in a way that people are going to take as, like, aggressive or offensive to them and stuff like that. Like, somebody politicises their Twitter and goes, oh, I support Black Lives Matter. That's instead, of, that's not going, I politicise cops getting hurt or something like that. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, it seems like when you get people at Gina Carano, it's always going to be, like, these people are wrong and they're all doing something bad as opposed to going, I support these people trying to do something good. And I think that's just sort of about the way those sides of things work. Instead of supporting things on one side, it's been against things on the other. Like, oh, these woke people, I hate all that they're doing. As opposed to going, oh, we support these things and that things. You know? So I think there's more likelihood that you've said something genuinely offensive on Gina Carano's side of the fence as opposed to saying something that people disagree with morally or it doesn't fit with their alignment of what they think the world should be, I mean, whereas in Gina's side, it's much more likely to go, ah, oh, well, if you get offended, that's your problem, we, we, right? We could, I mean? we could go into the moral uh, of, you know, applications of what offensive is and what it isn't. You know, we could go into the philosophical things of what really is the worst thing to say. Reality is, I need a. <laughs> we'll go through the list and we'll try and think yeah. them and see. Reality is, <laughs> I need to piss so badly. Secondly, we're a pair of fucking morons who are sat in front of a fucking beige screen behind us. I mean, we're not going to answer these questions forever. What we'll say is, I've got to go. I don't think people should be fired for their opinions. I think they should be just taught to be better people. Education is better than anything, and I'm going to piss my pants. So, however you want to wrap this up, Gary, is excellent with me. Because I'm going to literally have a puddle here. Well, the way we'll wrap it up is uh, next episode, Sam will be replaced with someone with better views. And I'd like to wish Sam the best in his further endeavours. Thank you. And hopefully the person doesn't piss himself on the next episode. See you later. Thanks for for watching today. Uh, 
yeah, good UFC on next weekend. Oh, wait, quickly, would you say the one words of who you've got for next week? We didn't oh, say them, we don't need to write them just, down. Let's just say uh, I've got Jim Miller, uh, Julian Marquez, Kelvin Gastelum, uh, Alexa Grasso, and Cameron Usman. So I've gone uh, Marquez, uh, Miller, Gastelum, Barber, and Burns. And the only reason I've gone with Burns is so I keep up with my welterweight title changes twice in the year. Uh, hot take that I had at the beginning of the podcast. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and we, we've added a financial side to this game, but we didn't talk about it now, so I'll just introduce it the next time. But there's going to be money involved in this yet, so it'll be fun. It'll be on the screen next week, but no time to do it now. Sounds. So thanks. For, I'm not even looking at the camera all that nah. time. Thanks for watching anyways today, guys. Uh, appreciate it. Doing some decent views. Definitely a lot of people watching the, the whole episode, so really appreciate that. And yeah, make sure you keep watching. Subscribe to this yet, and I'll catch you in the next one. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> good, good exit. <laughs> Strong exit.